Hard first, easy later. Recognition. So I want to talk about recognition in a team environment. And so there's a couple studies. I think one of the famous ones that everybody knows about, obviously, is, uh, what is it, uh, some lady. She did a TED Talk. Carol, Carol something, Carol Dweck, I think. And, uh, but she only, so she only did a study on kids. I believe it's like little, like little kids, like toddlers. Um, so I don't even think they were in first grade. I could be wrong. Uh, but I just know that it was, it was kids that she tested. Now it was some crazy number where basically the study was one group, uh, would be told, uh, I think everybody goes through this. I know I went through this where like, you know, family, friends, when you're growing up, they tell you things like, oh, you're so smart or, oh, you're such a hard worker or you're such a good person or something like that. And they give you kind of these, this praise or positive affirmations about whatever. And it can really, um, it can really kind of develop your brain around that. We're, we're obviously, you know, we've talked about this in the previous episode about, you know, we want to be. Uh, what we believe the perception of, like whatever our perception is of other people's perception of us is what we end up being or trying to be. Uh, so that's a tongue twister. Um, so anyways, the study that she did on kids uh, was, you know, basically she split this group in half and one group uh, they would praise them and say, well, they gave them like an easy baseline test and then regardless of the score, half of them were told, um, you're so smart, uh, you did such a good job, you're so you're so uh, brilliant or whatever. And basically it's saying like they're so intelligent versus another group where they just said you worked really hard. You know, you really put in a lot of effort. And the weird thing though is that when they kept giving them more and more tests, uh, what was it? They did another one where they gave them two tests and without them looking at the questions, they just said, okay, this test is going to be really hard. And then this other test is going to be really easy. Uh, so you can pick which one you want to do, which one do you want to do? And <laughs> the people who were told that they were super smart. And I feel like this really hits home with the, the culture of, uh, what is it? It's like preschool to like middle school. I have, I have a couple of nephews that are going through this bullshit right now in their school where uh, they go to like their science fair and everybody wins and nobody loses, which is fucking retarded. You know, you're, you're treating them like idiots because when they grow up and they get out into the workforce and they're like, wait a minute, how come people make more than me? And, and, and I, how come I have a boss? Why can't I, I be my boss's boss? And then, and then it, it then, and then it'll sink in. Oh, oh, there, there's winners and losers. That's how world, the world works. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good thing I know now, now that I'm 18 and I've been told the opposite, you know, all through fucking school, but whatever. So <laughs> I just, I think that's a, a retarded thing that's going on in schools right now, but whatever. So they praise this one group, say, you're, oh, you're so smart, everybody's a winner, bullshit, all that. And then the other group, they just told them you worked really hard. You put in a lot of effort, you did your best or whatever. The group that they said did put in a lot of work, they chose the harder option to take the harder test, like a ton of them, like almost all of them. The group that was told that they were super smart chose the easier option, 
uh, and then I believe they they tracked down the reason. I don't know if they did a quiz or or like a survey, but but basically they talked to the kids, and the kids said, "Well, I didn't want to disappoint you because you told me I was super smart, so I wanted to keep making sure that you thought I was smart. So I picked the easier test, so I was sure to do well on it. <laughs> so it kind of breeds complacency or below average, low performers, whatever." Uh, but this is just kids. Remember, this is not adults. These are kids. And then when they did their final test or whatever, uh, they gave them basically a placebo test because it was a little bit easier or as easy as the first test they gave them. And the original group that they told them that they were super smart did uh, like really, really bad, uh, really bad, like worse than they did on the first one, even though it's basically the same difficulty level. <laughs> And they also had like increased stress. They had increased frustration. They quit early, things like that. Um, because I think if they if they couldn't get something right away, then they'd think they would they would they were failing. You know, they they couldn't handle it because they were told they were super smart. And so it was like this anti thing where they can't believe that they're not what they think they are, uh, or what others think they are. So the team that 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 chose uh, you know working hard and effort and everything else. Uh, they took the harder test. They actually did better on the final test. And and it was all around, um, they felt like they had to keep challenging themselves or they weren't going to get better. Because they were never told, you're not good, you're not smart. They weren't told that. They were just saying, they were just told, you worked really hard. You did a good job working hard or whatever. That's all it was. It was never... I don't even think they told them you did a good job. They just said you worked really hard or you put a lot of effort in, um, which basically told them maybe it left a lacking sense, like they needed to work harder, they needed to succeed, so they took the harder test so that they could grow and get smarter and get better at the next test or whatever. I don't know. Or it just created a growth mentality that they needed to do that to challenge themselves. But I don't know. I, I just think that's really interesting. But that is an older study. And I think a lot of people have known about that for a while. There's been some newer studies that came out that were trying to make the argument that you, so if you're a toddler, if you're, because uh, there was some other ones that came out with like older kids and they, they went all the way up to adolescence and, uh, you know, preteen, postteen or, or young, young adults kind of thing. And I believe all of those uh, came back pretty much similar to that original one. Um, by that, that lady Carol. Uh, but then there was a Harvard study, which I don't agree with the premise. Um, so just because there's so many different factors, you're not really sure <laughs> what affected what, but, uh, I think what they did was the, the way the test format was, is they had a group of people coming to, uh, the Harvard campus and they told half of them, uh, or close to half of them, or whatever the control group was, they told them um, to call uh, like two or three friends and family and have them, or email them or something like that, have them send them uh, an email with their, uh, what is it, uh, like things that they've done over their life, like just, you know, anything to praise them, like they did a good job on something or whatever. And then before they, te they took their test or something, uh, they did... Uh, I'm not sure if they even, yeah, I think they did it. It was like maybe a workshop. I don't know if it was like one-off tests. So it might've been several tests. I'm not sure. But 
before they took their test, the people who did the email, that group, uh, they would read off all the emails that their family sent them and their friends, praising them, talking about how smart they are, hardworking, whatever. Uh, they had more creativity, less stress, and they did overwhelmingly better on all the tests. Um, <laughs> like they performed way better, but they also felt good about it as they did it. Now, and then at, predictably, the other group that didn't get any emails uh, didn't do very well. But I think it was like really bad. Like like only, oh, oh they did the, was it the candle, the candle test? That's what it was. Uh, just like an older test. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I believe it's the one where they give you a bunch of pieces inside of a box. And they say, uh, put this candle on the wall or something like that. And then... And then you figure out if, like, if you're if you're focused on what's inside the box, you don't see the box itself as a prop, and that's kind of the trick to it, I believe. This came out in like the 50s or the 40s when they first did this test. Uh, it was like the marshmallow test was first, and then this one, this one was either before this might have been before the marshmallow test. I don't know, but it was interesting because if you approach it in like a you know kind of a assembly line, you know, very uh, rigid personality you can't really solve it because you won't ever look at the box that everything's in as the missing piece that you need <laughs> to do the thing and I think it's like hanging on the wall or something and you really need the box to put it on the wall or something like that I, I can't I could be wrong so don't don't listen completely to me but it's uh it's one of those like tongue or not tongue twister it's one of those brain teaser you know kind of things where uh you have to really be looking at it from like a wide angle uh, before it makes sense. Like if you look at it really at a macro level, uh, it doesn't make sense. And as soon as you stand up and kind of back up, then you're like, Oh, I can just use the box. But yeah. Anyways, I don't believe in that premise just because I feel like the friends and family thing really comes into play. Plus what are they praising them for? They didn't really specify specific events or things like that, because I think there's a difference in if you're telling them, uh, here's a bunch of events that you struggled with and overcame, or here's a bunch of successes that you had, you know, things like that. And I think their pitch was, um, and this is the one piece that I do believe is a lot of value out of this, which was they found that, you know, cause they did different variants on this, but they found that people who had, um, basically, uh, they were able to to relive events um, like somebody else would basically praise them. So it wasn't them uh, coming up with things that they like. They didn't ask them, hey, what did you do? Well, they actually had them ask people they knew to tell them what they did well. But they didn't specify if it was something they struggled and overcame or if it was just, you know, great successes or whatever. So I think there's a there's too much of a variant there where I think it kind of discounts that whole thing. But when it comes to the um, recognition part, I think that really rings true. I think that's the one piece in there that you can, you know, it's undeniable. But to avoid, um, see, the reason I think that is I think that the the original study with Carol, I think, still applies. I don't think that just because you're an adult, it doesn't apply to you. So that's the thing is I think that the second one was flawed and there isn't an overlap <laughs> because get this, what if all the, or the majority of the stuff that people told them that they did well with was things that they struggled with 
and then overcame, you know, like, like, like huge issues and they were able to come out of it on top, uh, that would go into the column of effort and working hard in my opinion and not so much intelligence. Intelligence would be like in the column where if they, if their friends or family were just like, Oh, well, you know, you, uh, you were able to type 80 words per minute the second you touched a keyboard because you're just that good. I think that would be under the intelligence part. And I think they, that would encourage like resting on their laurels and, you know, complacency and all that bullshit that we saw in the first study. So that's why it's interesting that they didn't really go into details as to what exactly was in those emails and what was asked of their friends and family. That's why it kind of messes, it murkies it a little bit because it doesn't really, you can't do a one-to-one comparison with the first one. But what you can get that from that is recognition. So what I think to take out of this is when you do a retro with your team, uh, what if you, <laughs> what if you praise, um, things that they did, if you find effort and you praise the effort and not so much the successes, what does that look like? So <laughs> it's almost like you can, you can praise the mundaneness of things. So I feel like it would be a really cool thing where maybe at the end of a project, uh, for like your BA, um, you know, you could get together uh, without the BA. Don't let them know about the process of coming up with this metric, but you find, um, it wouldn't have to be the whole team, be like one or two people probably, but you find the either exact number or an estimated number, probably an exact number would be better. Depends on how well you manage your documents and stuff. But I think it'd be cool if you had maybe words or document lists, and then you just made like an infograph of, you know, RBA uh, typed uh, or or uploaded documents with, you know, 1.7 million words and 57,000 documents or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it would be, it would be a very cool thing, but you're praising effort. You're not really like, even if the project failed, (laughs) you still do that. And you're praising that person for their effort. You're not praising them for, oh, you're this great BA and you solved everything, you made everything better. You're not really telling them, hey, you did such a good job because you're such a great BA. Uh, you know, go ahead and take a break. That's not what you're telling them. Like that first ted- study about telling them that they're smart or, or they're super intelligent or whatever. Instead, you're praising their effort. So you're rewarding their growth, okay? Which means that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because now you're looking at them as you're giving off the impression and the per- the perception that you see them as a growth person, that they're growing, they're constantly working hard, putting in effort and growing as, as a, a BA. So I think that's kind of how you translate that. The same thing with like a dev or somebody where you could say, um, you know, I don't really like to praise lines of code because <laughs> I feel like that's a... Uh, an anti-pattern. So if anything, I think it would be even better if you praised whoever had the least amount of lines, <laughs> which I think would be hilarious. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely a thing. Or maybe um, uh, PR replies, you know, uh, see who, who was the most active PR replier. I think that would be very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be super cool too. So and and you don't even have to just do that. You could just do a call out for how many things somebody did something with. Um, or also praise struggles. I think that's the most important takeaway with this is any kind of uh, 
bug or major issue that didn't really get solved extremely fast and there was this huge struggle with it i think praising the process of that and not even not even so much calling out the successes of it um really falls in that same category of your praising effort so you're encouraging those people to keep growing and keep trying and and keep running towards the hard things first and not going after the easy things so I think that's really the key there is just staying out of the intelligent column and basically not telling people uh, that they can do no wrong or that everybody's a winner or any of that other bullshit. Um, I, th- I think it's still important to praise people, uh, but I think it's just important how you praise them and what you praise them for. So keep it in, you know, in the, uh, in the effort column and try to find little and big things um, that you can really tell uh, somebody put effort in or anytime somebody tackled a hard problem, maybe one that doesn't really matter that much, doesn't even have like a huge business impact. Um, those are probably the better ones to point out um, because I think it really highlights almost uh, you're, you're praising them for doing the dirty work, getting their hands dirty for something that nobody really cares that much about, but it's the details. It's what's inside that's mattering. And and it's kind of like you're telling them, hey, we see behind the scenes. So we see all those extra hours you're putting in or all the the extra time and effort you're doing on this thing that, that maybe not a lot of people are going to see. And it encourages them to keep doing that <laughs> and keep putting in that extra effort and seeing those things and tackling those problems that maybe nobody else is thinking about. Um, another thing, obviously, would be maybe praising people for uh, tackling problems that nobody even knew about. Maybe there wasn't even stories for it, uh, and it just got fixed, <laughs> you know, and, uh, maybe after it got fixed or it was a byproduct fix of something else, uh, at the end of the project, you call it out and, and praise somebody for it. Um, but don't praise them for, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, so-and-so, uh, figured it out and, didn't even, didn't need help, uh, you know, just, just figured it out. And, and it was such a big issue that nobody noticed and, oh my God, they're, they're so smart. They caught it. Nobody else caught it. You can't praise it like that. You have to praise it like, Hey, nobody even knew this was going on. And -and so-and-so took it upon themselves to get in there and do that dirty work for the next four hours, even while they had another story going on that they needed to do or, or whatever it is. Uh, or they stopped and went and talked to the, um, to the to the BA and put in a story and everything else and and did a call out or something like that uh, went and liaised with another team and you know figured out what the problem was uh, if anything I think that's even better is when you you can praise where somebody's doing inner team communication I think is really good where you can encourage collaboration so if somebody's going across teams and communicating and figuring out maybe there's a problem in a different team that's affecting your team um, that would be a good thing because you're not even really calling out a success of theirs because they maybe helped other people get to it, but they didn't actually solve it themselves. They just solved it with collaboration. So you're praising the collaboration. Um, so yeah, anyways, I just think that was a pretty, pretty cool insight from, uh, from all those different studies. And I think it's one that, um, you know, it's definitely, I don't, I don't know if there's a premise for that yet, so I'll, I'm going to either 
think about doing a study for it or see if there's somebody else has already done that study because I feel like it's it's got to be true. Um, I know it's a little bit of a nuance based off of those other studies, but it's it just based off of all the other ones, it kind of feels like that's the direction it's going in. But there's so many workplace studies around praise and and recognition, so I'll find something. If not, I'll I'll just do one myself. So, anyways, all right, I'm gonna end it here, and hope hopefully everybody's having a good week, and you know we're really kicking ass right now. I'm uh, hopefully going to start doing um, interviews. I think the plan right now is possibly Thursday. Uh, I I could be wrong. If it's not this Thursday, it might be like next Thursday when I do the first interview. But anyways, that's coming. That's kind of my plan is to start doing some of those because I feel like it'd be cool to get some real world perspectives. So I've, I've lined up some different uh, leaders in their own verticals from different companies um, at different roles. So anyways, I'll go ahead and <laughs> end it here now again.